Hello everybody, this is Trevor Lee and this is episode 89 of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. It's going out on Monday the 16th of December, which means it's also going to be our last podcast of the year. I will be back on January the 6th with another podcast. So I want to take this opportunity to have a little roundup of the year and say a few thank yous to the people who have made this podcast possible. Uh, including yourselves, of course, as the listeners, because without your encouragement and without your reviews, then, uh, you know, I w- it would be very tempting to not do this podcast. My understanding is most podcasts last for six episodes, so get to 89 sounds like a bit of an achievement. Well, we started with episode 40 on January the 7th, and since then, a podcast has gone out every single Monday, so that means episode 89 is the 50th of year and what's been interesting is to watch on the stats that are provided by Buzzsprout where I host the podcast uh, which are the most popular episodes over a period of time and the number one most popular episode interestingly was one that I recorded at the in October 2018 called the business model canvas which was all about uh, that, that very thing the business model canvas Alex Osterwalder but also in the top 10 of plays have been the uh, seven P's of presenting part one the seven P's of presenting part two, which were episodes 74 and 75. The first minute of your presentation and you know, episode 65. So that was that's a, that's a great one if you are thinking about doing a presentation for the first time in particular. Also in the top 10 is number 50, Overcoming Presenting Nerves, <laughs> which you would expect to be there because for a lot of people, that's the biggest problem uh, when they do do a presentation. Uh, also in the top also interestingly in the top 10 is five top sales tips to gain sales or five top tips to gain sales and that was episode number two and in those days the podcast was called the attracting and retaining customers podcast so it's been great fun it's been a great journey and really looking forward to continuing the journey in 2020 so uh, listeners have grown considerably we've now gone through the 10,000 mark in terms of the number of plays which I know is small beer compared to the big mega podcasts, but you've got to start somewhere and, you know, it's good to see the stats uh, continuing to grow. So thank you very much to all of you who are listening to this. And, you know, if you share the podcast or you review it, that makes a huge difference to the numbers. And of course, you might want to come on the podcast because in the new year, I'm going to do a lot more interviews. I've only done one interview this year, (laughs) one of the podcasts, and that was with the lovely Claire Boscott who is the customer experience expert based in Jersey, uh, who I bumped into by sheer chance just sitting next to her at a seminar at the London Business Show earlier this year. Um, So that would be great. If you could do a review, that would be fantastic. So I'm going to finish this uh, year's podcast with two things, as I say. In a minute, all the thank yous to the people who've made this possible. But I also thought it might be quite good to just share with you what I think I've learned in 2019. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that you never stop learning. You know, I'm in year 35 or 36 of my business career, and I continue to learn lots and lots of things about business, about sales, about presenting, about people, about everything that, you know, can make a difference to you, whatever line of business you're in. So whether you're listening to this in the role of an MD or a salesperson, or part of the team, or you're just starting out on your business career, always bear in mind, I think, that you can continue to learn. 
and you you you'll find that learning happens in all sorts of environments you don't have to sit and watch tons of youtube videos you don't have to pile through tons of business books because uh, this time last year i did a review of the best business books i'd read in 2018 so check that podcast out uh, it'll be around what episode number 38 or 39 or something like that but i think one of the best learning sources are people And I recently did a networking masterclass for one of my clients who is a professional service company. They do a bit of networking, but they kept saying, well, Trevor, I'm not sure we're getting much out of this. So I did a networking thing. I said, so, okay, so what are you going networking for? And to me, there were three things, three reasons for going networking. uh, And the one of those was to learn. And that's just learning from the person sat next to you. And you can learn lots by asking great questions. So what's the biggest challenge in your business this year? How are you going to deal with that? How are you going to solve your problems? And you know, and you can listen to those people and learn from them, like they will learn from you. But the great thing about learning is you ha- it has to be consistent. And one of the biggest things I've learned this year, because I've been hired in to deliver a few sales training days, and I've now realized that just turfing up and doing a sales training day doesn't necessarily always work. And it's not always the best investment. Now, I say that and people are buying that service off me. And I had one classic example where I did the sales training day and everybody seemed really motivated and inspired. But then the person who hired me to deliver that wasn't part of the day. And when I went back, I, I go back for a six week review. And in this particular case, it took about 12 weeks to finally get back into the business. And then the guy said, well, I'm really sorry to say, Trevor, I don't think it really worked. And I, you know, I was kind of taken aback by that a little bit because you know, he's almost saying it was a waste of money. And then there was one of his senior people who was on the day was in the meeting as well. And it became clear that it did work, but it worked for a short period of time. And the reason it stopped was because the business, the management within the business just didn't enable the momentum to keep going, despite the fact that I'd sent them a, a guide to how to keep the momentum going. So that made me think, you know, is there a great value in the in the one-off sales training day? You know, I turf up, I do the stuff, and I and, I, and off I go. And I suspect that most sales trainers do exactly that. You know, they get hired in for a day, they it's all wham bam, thank you, ma'am, all you know, great guns blazing and all that stuff. And then a week or two weeks later, it's all gone flat and nobody's changed. So that's prompted me to rewrite my training program for 2020. Uh, to do it in shorter sessions, but to do more of them. So if you contact me and say, come and do a sales training day, Trevor, I'm going to say, actually, I need, if I'm going to do that, I need you to commit as a management team to following it up in the way I'll show you how to do it. The alternative is I'll come in for three sessions for three hours, three weeks apart, and we'll really make a difference over time. So that was a big learning thing for me. And the other thing, of, the other thing I've learned this year, well, it's a reiteration, really, I suppose, is that you know you you have to keep working hard. There's that great phrase, isn't there? Going back to Gary Player, the golfer: the more I practice, the luckier I get. And that especially applies to not only sales but also to presentations, because with my seven P's of presenting model, I do bang on about the fact that preparation, which is the hard work, and practice, which is also the hard work are the two key elements if you want to be successful. So you have to keep working hard and also believe in yourself and believe that things can happen and visualize success. 
you know, positive mindset. You know, or people say, well, you know, it's easy to talk about, Trevor, but it's all psychological nonsense. But I don't think it is, you know. You have to see what it's like and visualize what it's like to be working with that new client or being the best salesperson or being the best presenter or whatever it is you want to be. And that will help your self-confidence as well because it's very, very easy, isn't it, in business to have self-doubt and say, oh, that'll never work and oh, I can't possibly do that. So make 2020 the year where you have a bit more positive mindset and a bit more self-belief in your, in your own ability. And you'll make mistakes, but, you know, you'll, you'll see tons of stuff on LinkedIn. You know, people put those little phrases and posts up, don't they, about, oh, you know, for the best people made all the, be all the mistakes and then learned from them, all that stuff. Um, and then I think, um, you know, the other big thing for me, which I've tried to you know, get the message over, and it's really come home to me more so in the last couple of years, probably than in the previous 30-odd, is that it's all about people. You know, my dad... Uh, he's no longer with us, but he was, you know, he was very good at what he did. And he used to say, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And I think that's extended now to not just who you know, but also to the way you deal with people generally, even the ones you don't know when you first interact with them. A key business skill is your way you manage and interact with people, not just people working for you, but your clients, your customers, people across the whole organization. Everybody in your organization, everybody in your customer's organization is an important person. And we all want to be treated, you know, with you know, the way we want to be treated, don't we? We treat, you know, we would treat ourselves. So, you know, you know, take 2020 and make that the year of people for your business. We live in this complicated, vast digital world. But at the end of the day, often it's people that make the difference. They're the ones that are making the decisions about buying your product or service. They're the ones that you are trying to create that great first impression for when they ring you up, or they walk through your door, or you, know, or you meet them at a business event. So recognize that people is a great skill to have. So there we go. There's, there's, there's some of the things. So keep learning, keep working hard, believe it can happen and believe in yourself. And never underestimate how important people skills are to business success. So what else have I been up to? Well, I've moved office, actually. <laughs> a few weeks ago, I, I'm, I'm, I'm recording this from an office in my garden overlooking the cathedral, which is fantastic in Truro. And um, previous to that, I was working in a room in my house. Um, and I'm so pleased I've made this investment. Um, I've got lots more light. It's a bit warmer, frankly, as well. And the view, I've got a view. I didn't have a view in my in the room in my house. So, so something like you know, moving office has really inspired me and set me up for 2020. So I'm very excited about that. I've also been edging towards a bit of a rebrand because um, if you've checked out my company at all, you'll know it's called Trevor Lee Media. And essentially, when I set the business up seven and a bit years ago, uh, that was my Twitter hashtag, because as some of you will know, I spent many years in media. So Trevor Lee Media was the company, um, but I don't do media. You know, people think I'm a PR agency sometimes, or I do advertising and marketing, which I've stopped doing largely. Um, in fact, for virtually every client, with the exception, with a couple of exceptions, and I've taken the plunge and I've dropped media off my business card. So I just am um, Trevor Lee on the business card, not Trevor Lee Media anymore. I'm keeping it as the as the business name, but I'm just edging towards that rebrand. And I 
think that this time of year is always good for, you know, when, you, when you're in your organisation to sit down and say, you know, is our brand actually, you know, saying everything we are? And do we need to pivot slightly? And do we need to do things slightly differently? So, so um, you know, that's what I've done. Um, what am I excited about in 2020? Well, um, I created an online presentation course this year. It's sitting on a platform called Thinkific. And I've been very lapsed in marketing it. I've, I've done all the hard work. I've shot all the videos. I've created all the podcasts. I've written all the content. And I've done nothing about actually marketing it and creating revenue from it and or indeed using it as a, as a tool to create other revenue. So I need to get onto that. So that's one of my priorities next year. Uh, I want to work with more people on presentations and help them become confident presenters, particularly those who really don't like the idea of presenting and keep shying away from it or hate the idea when they do do it. Um, so I'm looking to work with those. And I've rewritten, well, I've re, yeah, rewritten, I suppose, uh, a, a sales transformation program. It's not a rewrite. It's, it's a certain, well, it is to a degree. But I've created this, what I hope will be a great transformation program. It's six or 12 months because I think, you know, there's no magic bullet, is there, when you're tra trying to transform your business. So have a look at that on my website because if you're a business that thinks 2020 we really want to get to grips with sales and create more revenue, then I think that will be of interest to you. Right, let me round off this pod. Oh, and of course, I've launched another podcast, didn't I? I launched another podcast in 2019. So in 2020, I'm on my way to being that ultra runner, <laughs> 44 at 60. Um, and that's happening in 2021. But I'm looking to raise money for the uh, local music trust because my daughter's a musician and she's been very lucky. She's at the Royal Welsh School of Music. She does all the... Um, all the editing and producing of this podcast. But she's, you know, she's been very lucky to get where she is. And there are lots of children out there, young children, I suppose, who are unlikely to get the same opportunity because of the circumstances that they find themselves in. Their parents haven't got the money or the time or whatever, or there's no local resource. So I'm teaming up with the with the local music service trust and we're going to I'm going to use the ultra marathon in twenty twenty one to raise money for those children who can't play music because music is such a wonderful thing to be involved in i don't know any i'm not musical at all i like to think occasionally i'm not a bad singer in the in the bar after a cricket match but that's about as far as it goes i'm doing 44 miles so i'm setting myself the goal to raise 100 pounds a mile 44 miles 100 pounds 4400 pounds and to do that over the next 18 months i'm going to run a series of workshops where all the money all the all the, all the fee money will go towards the the, uh, the music service trust challenge that I've set myself. So the first one's coming up on March the twenty seventh. It's going to be at the St Austell Print Centre, and uh, if you'd like to be involved in that, it's going to be forty four pounds for two hours. So you're going to get fantastic value because I'm basically going to throw the whole kitchen sink at it. So you're going and you'll get lots of support afterwards as well. But the most important thing is that you will be supporting the great cause I'm running uh, for. And you'll be motivating me to run. But you'll also get great value as well. You'll come away with some stuff. I think the value of the workshop is actually worth a hell of a lot more than £44. But it's 44 miles, so I thought £44 would be the way to do it. Um, if you'd like to come on that first one, then just drop me an email and let me know. And I'll, I'll organise something for you. I will be organising a proper booking system uh, early in 2020 to get that moving. Right, I need to finish this podcast. It's the last one of the year by saying some thank yous. And first of all, to Beth... Uh, my daughter, who is the producer and editor of this podcast, it's her last year at the Royal Welsh School of Music. She does a fantastic job for each podcast and 
always continually reminds me to get these podcasts done a bit quicker than normal. But um, so, Beth, thank you very much, because without you, none of this would be happening. Uh, Jim uh, is my IT advisor, um, and he's uh, he's kept everything going from time to time. He's he's at university, so he's kind of working remotely. But, you know, when he's back, he'll be helping me shoot some videos and uh, using these bits of kit and all that sort of stuff. I'd like to thank Amy and Toby from Voice Buddy who provide the voiceovers. Amy does the voiceover at the beginning and end of this podcast. Robert, uh, Jim's mate, who designed the new logo for the podcast earlier this year. And I'd also like to thank Emily, uh, who's my web person at Webfooted Designs. So Emily does a great job in making sure the podcasts appear on my website and in the right place and all that stuff. Uh, and Simon, my accountant, who has encouraged me to invest in good kit. And I'm actually recording this on a new bit of kit. This is a Rodecaster Pro podcast studio piece of kit. Okay, so take. <laughs> I hope it's working. I've managed to put the right buttons in the right place. So this is all brand new to me, but I'm learning on the hoof a little bit about that. Um, and then other podcasters, uh, Will Barron, Brian Burns, Bill Caskey, Brian Neal, uh, and particularly Pete Matthew, who uh, does a fantastic personal finance podcast. And Pete was the one who really got me going in the first place. You know, he gave me some of his time probably two, three years ago now and encouraged me to get out there and do that. And to Claire Boscott. I mentioned Claire earlier, but Claire became the very first person to be interviewed for this podcast. There, there are lots more lined up in 2020. In fact, I've already got three interviews in the can, so to speak, for January. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I, I hope that you've had a great year and I hope you're looking forward to a, a really great year in 2020. I wish you every success and I really, really appreciate you being a listener of this podcast um, and any feedback you give me, any reviews is is always great. And I'd like to particularly just mention a guy called Andy Collin who dropped me a random email. And bizarrely, I used to go to college with a guy called Andy Collin, but when I read Andy's email, I realised it couldn't have been the same Andy Collin. And he said something along the lines of, you know, been listening to my podcast, found it by sheer chance, and it kind of had inspired him to get back out running. So um, so that was, you know, that's the sort of thing when you get a, a random email like that out of the blue, uh, it makes it all worthwhile. So don't hesitate to send me random emails out of the blue saying how great, you, how much you love the podcast. <laughs> and, and do press the review button, that would be fantastic. And do listen to 44 at 60 as well. <clears throat> right, there we go. I think that's it for 2019. Thank you very much indeed. Have a great Christmas and a very successful new year. See you on January the 6th. Thank you.